There's nothing to lose and everything to gain. That wasn't the case for the man in our story. He had everything to lose. He had everything to lose, everything he'd ever known. And yet, with how broken he was, he also had everything to gain. Let's get into it. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. Yes, and that includes sound effects. I'm Timothy Gregory, bringing to you the story of a man who was at risk of losing his family, his inheritance, his identity, and more. All of this was on the line for Ronnie by making one singular decision. We'll get into that and more on today's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Also, you want to stick around because later we're going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. The true story of Ronnie Levinson. This is going to be the most significant day in your life, son. We are so proud of you, Ronnie. Thank you both. Go ahead. Read it. Please share in our great joy and pride as our son, Ronnie Levinson, is called to the Torah as a bar mitzvah. Join us at Temple Shalom. So, how does it feel? Fine. Fine? <laughs> Just fine? Ronnie, your bar mitzvah means you'll become a son of the commandment. Do you realize what that means? Yes, sir. Honey, would you mind? Of course. I'll fix supper. Son, tell me what's going on. This will be the day I'm accountable for my actions and the commandments of the Torah. That's right. Dad, I'm sorry. I can't do it. What, 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 what do you mean you can't do it? I stole my friend's pencil at school and I lied about it. I feel bad because it's not the first time I've broken the commandments. Dad, I've broken many commandments many times. It's good that you recognize that. You know, my friend Mike told me about Jesus, who died to take away all the bad things, all the commandments that Stop. I... Stop! What? That name is a curse in my house. Do you understand? Well, I... Son, look at me. You are Jewish, and that's an honor. We are the people of the book. You are a son of the commandment. Your uncle is a rabbi. From the time you were little, I've been reading to you faithfully every day from this prayer book right here. I'm sorry, Dad. You're the last born and the only son to carry on the family name. Don't you dare ever break the line. Your heritage is a Jew. You do that, you might as well spit in my face. Now, you will celebrate and enjoy your bar mitzvah with all your family, and you won't ever talk like this again. Understood? Yes, sir. Growing up, the man in our story never heard the name of Jesus except as a curse. For him, a move toward Christ would mean breaking centuries of tradition. We bring you the true story of Ronnie Levinson, right now on Unshackled. At the age of 13, my bar mitzvah gave me all the rights and privileges of an adult. It was a great honor, yes. But still, something didn't feel right. Every year, my family would visit my uncle, the rabbi, to celebrate Passover. 
All my family was there. Aunts, uncles, cousins. So, Ronnie, this goblet is filled with wine for the prophet Elijah to come. And since you are the youngest, you have the privilege. I get to open the door for Elijah. Yes, you do. Go ahead, son. Later that night, I opened the door once more, but not for Elijah. This time, I opened the door for me, while in my backyard. It's so pretty out here at night. Just look at all those stars. There must be a million, billion, zillion. God, I read about you in the Torah, and I look at all the stars my dad says you made yourself with your own hands. But... Is that just a story someone made up? Or are you really real? If you are, if you're really real, please, show me. It should have been one of those heart-tug moments. But for me, nothing. I was numb as I had been all my life. In fact, I had never cried because I never felt anything. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Mike. What's wrong? I'm supposed to be a son of the commandment. A son of the book. But I still lie and steal and cheat. What kind of Jew am I? <laughs> a bad one. Thanks. <laughs> a kidding. Hey, I know what you need. And I know what you're going to say. If my dad knew I was talking with you about him, he'd kill me. Well, Jesus is the only way, Ronnie. The only way to get forgiveness for our sins. There's something you don't know. Like what? Yom Kippur. What's that? Are you a doofus? Yes, I am. And proud of it. <laughs> Yom Kippur. The Day of Atonement. It's the holiest day of the year. On that day, I'm going to fast and pray all day. I'm going to ask God to forgive me of all my sins. Well, that's a good start. Because God wants to forgive you. And he made a way. The only way. Through his son, Jesus. Don't... Don't say his name. Please. All right. Watch what happens after Yom Kippur. What's going to happen? God is going to forgive me. I know he will. And the proof is, I'm going to change, Mike. Just watch. Yom Kippur came. I couldn't wait to be free of my sin. I fasted all that day. I prayed all that day. I asked God to forgive me. The next day, I cheated on an English test. I felt awful. It wasn't just the sin. I felt like God had let me down. So I met him in the backyard again. Something's wrong here. Like, really wrong. Your Torah says we're forgiven with the sacrifices of bulls and lambs. But where are the sacrifices today? How can we be forgiven? And then I read in the Torah how you delivered your people from Egypt with all these miracles. But where are you now? Where are your miracles today? And where were you when your people were suffering through the Holocaust? I've asked God the same question, son. Really? Have you told Dad? I wouldn't dare. But Ronnie, this is all we have. There's nothing else. Tradition. I don't pretend to understand how it all works. But this much I know. This is our heritage. This is our future. This is who we are. And so I followed the tradition year by year. 
but my heart turned cold. And before I knew it, after 17 years of tradition and heritage, I was now 30 years old. Hey, Ron. Hey, Mike. I'm worried about you. Me? Come on, you doofus. I'm all right. <laughs> no, you're not. What are you, my psychologist now? I'm your friend. And look, I'm not judging. I'm just seeing some things. Tell me. Well, the movies you're watching, the music you're listening to, it's getting darker and darker. Oh, so I should just watch kid cartoons and listen to hymns all day, and I'll be just like you, right? <laughs> uh, funny. It's more than your actions, Ron. It's like you've lost your joy, your love, your life. It's like you're in the middle of a slow suicide. Hey, don't be so dramatic. Just because I listen to heavy metal doesn't mean I'm heading to hell, okay? It's not just the music you listen to. It's the choices you're making in your heart. I'm fine, Mike. Worry about yourself. Don't worry about me. I got everything under control, okay? Your porn addiction? You got that under control? Ah, uh, whoa. I, I told you that as a friend, not so you could use it against me. I'm not using it against you. I'm pointing out you aren't in control. And you won't be happy until you let Jesus be in control. Can I be honest with you? Shouldn't you always be honest? Funny. Mike, you know me better than anybody, so I'll admit it. I feel dirty, broken, helpless. And now that I'm 30, I feel like, like I'm going nowhere and going fast. And don't give me a commercial for Jesus, okay? I'm praying for you, Ron. Thanks. I remember tuning in my radio, searching for the hardest, raunchiest music I could find. It was like my heart tuning in to everything the world had to offer. And when I couldn't find satisfaction on the radio, I stepped out into the cold, dark winter night. I looked out at the snow and the dead, frozen fields, and I saw my heart. God, I haven't talked to you in a long time. I, I don't even know if I believe you're really up there, but I can pretend somehow that helps. So is this really the way my life is supposed to be? I'm 30. I'm supposed to have it all together by now, but instead it's falling apart. I don't have anything to hold on to. Oh yeah, uh, tradition, I've got that. But somehow it's not enough. I don't understand, I really don't. Well, nice talking to you. Or talking to myself. That night, I went to work at the package delivery service Mike and I worked at together. My job was to sort packages. I was sorting through other things as well. Mike could see it. Hey, Ron. Hey, Mike. Ready for a challenge? You want to see how fast I can sort all these boxes? <laughs> oh, different challenge. This. The Holy Bible. I dare you to read it. Uh, I don't have time. Just read the New Testament. <laughs> Did I ever mention I was Jewish? You realize that this was written by Jewish people, for Jewish people, and it's all about the Jewish Messiah? Huh. I never heard it put that way. Here. This is the book of John. Start here. Tell me what you think. Thanks, Mike, but no. 
You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Wrong. I have everything to lose. My whole family comes from a long line of religious tradition for decades. From the time I was little, my dad read faithfully every day from his prayer book. I'm the only son to carry on the family name, the tradition. If I ever denied my heritage, it would be like spitting in my dad's face. I have everything to lose. I hear you. So let me rephrase that. You have everything to lose and everything to gain. Take it. Don't you dare tell my dad. The next day, I was driving my beat-up Chevy, flipping through the radio stations. That's when something caught my ear and my heart. How do you do? Have you ever felt the world was unjust, unfair? The man in this story felt the same. His sense of injustice grew into a hatred until he killed someone. Finally, he confronted the one person he had been avoiding all his life, himself. That's when his heart and mind and life were unshackled. I was hooked. Here were real life stories about people from all walks of life and their lives were changed into something joyful and fulfilling with purpose and meaning. I listened to these stories day after day in wonder. Could my life be different? Could I have a joy and peace and fulfillment like the stories I was hearing? They had this scripture at the end of the episode. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The more scripture I heard, the more it stirred something inside me. And now I knew there was one person I needed to face. Folks, we'll get back to Ronnie's story in just a moment. But first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org. And then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, unshackled. We take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, back to the true story of Ronnie Levinson. Son, I've warned you ever since you were little. 
Don't listen to this nonsense. How do you know it's nonsense? Don't you realize it's, it's a bunch of stories made up to control people? Listen to me, son. When you die, that's it. There is no heaven. There is no hell. You don't know that, Dad. What if there is more to life than just here? I want to make this very clear. You're in grave danger right now. If you don't stop, all this stuff you're listening to will cost you because you're about to turn your back on your entire family, your heritage, a heritage that goes back centuries to, to Romania, Austria, Hungary. It's who you are. Who I am is miserable. I can change that. <laughs> what do you mean? Don't make a decision that'll ruin your life. Take some time off. Go, go on a cruise for a couple of weeks. Get, get, get your mind straight. I'll pay for it, son. I'll pay for it all. I'll even do better than that. I'll pay for Hebrew college so you can become a rabbi, just like your uncle. College will teach you more than I ever could. Dad, that is very generous. I've done a lot of thinking, and I realize I haven't been the dad you've needed. I'm going to make it up to you, son. I promise you, right now. I'll help you find a good job. I've got the connections. I know you do. And here's something I should have done a long time ago. What's this? You have to get rid of that beat-up Chevy you've been driving. You can have my Lincoln. Dad? Your Lincoln? I was about to trade it in. I might as well pass it on to you. Uh, I, I'm overwhelmed. Let me make this perfectly clear. I'm not bribing you. I'm trying to talk some sense into you. Trying to help you wake up and realize you're on the edge of a cliff and you're about to throw away your entire life. Dad, where's your Bible? Uh, the one approved by the Hebrew Bible Society. Uh, it's right over here on the shelf. Why? Read Isaiah 9, verse 6. Uh, all right, but, but why? Jesus wasn't just a man. He was God. Wrong. Here. Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. One. Not three persons like Christians say. Dad, please look at Isaiah 9. All right. Uh, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. His name shall be called the Mighty God. I, I, I don't know what this says. I just, I cannot, I, I will not agree with this. Dad, just please keep an open mind. Let me put it to you this way. If you turn away from the true faith, you will not only turn away from your entire family, I will cut you off from any financial help whatsoever. More than that, I will disown you from your inheritance. The choice is up to you. Make the right choice, son. Make the right choice. That's exactly what I wanted to do. But now I was confused. My dad was offering me things I never expected. And I saw his heart. He really wanted me to stay in the family. He was doing all he could to keep me. It was a cold March. I sat in my beat-up Chevy, listening to the radio. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, Thou shalt be saved. I sat there in the dark. On one hand was all my heritage, all my family, all my roots. 
On top of that, my dad was now offering me a whole new life, a new job, a new car, a new start. On the other hand, Jesus. I had listened to enough Christian radio to know Jesus didn't promise an easy life, but he did promise he would be with me. My thoughts turned to prayer. Oh, God, uh, for 30 years, I've been trying to live life my way, and look where I am. I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted by the man I've become. I'm disgusted by the life I've had. I'm done. I am so done. I, uh guess I'm supposed to repent of my sins. All right. God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my sin, all of it. Please forgive me. And I'm supposed to confess with my mouth. All right. Here goes. Jeetin. Je oh, wow. <laughs> I'm having trouble saying your name. Help me. Please help me say your name. If you're really real, will you show yourself, please, J J Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, you are my Lord. Jesus, you are, you are real. I know, I can feel it. You're right here, with me. <laughs> here in this old beat up car, right here with me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> I love you, Lord. Yes, I love you. <laughs> I'm free! I'm free! Thank you, Jesus. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's exactly what happened to me. Hey, Mike. Hey, Ron. Ron? What happened to you? I did it. I did it. You did it? I did it. Did what? Come on, you doofus. I believe in Jesus as my savior. Ron, this is awesome. For the first time in my life, I have this peace, this joy, this, this love in my heart. I'm feeling things I've never felt. And don't tell anyone this. What? I actually cried. You? Mike, it's like a whole new life. <laughs> Finally, I have a direction. This is what I have longed for. Oh, took you long enough, doofus. <laughs> <laughs> and now came the time. Time to head back home. Not another word. Ronnie, don't upset your father. Dad, Mom, I'm telling you, Jesus is the Messiah. And he's given my life purpose and direction and peace for the first time ever. Well, looks like it's time to make good on a promise. Honey. Ron, I am hereby disowning you from your inheritance. Please, no, don't. No, 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 no. I spelled out the consequences to him very clearly, and he made his choice to spit in my face. Dad, I never want to disrespect you. But you taught me from the time I was little to follow God. And I am. I'm going for a walk. And by the time I come back, 
I want you out of my house. I'm sorry. Mom, I, I don't have much time. But look at me, Mom. You can see it. Yes, Ronnie, I do. You're like a new man. There's a light in your eyes. I want you to have this. Someone has been talking to me. A Christian. Really? But, but no, Ronnie, I can't. Being a Jew is not just a religion. It's my identity. Mom, you'll be more Jewish than ever. Jesus is the Jewish Messiah. I don't want to anger God. He's the almighty creator of the universe. You're receiving his gift for you, Mom. The gift of his son. I need a sign from God. Well, then, that's what I'm going to pray for. Hello? Ronnie, something happened. Are you all right? I cut my finger. Oh, no. You don't understand. I cut the same finger in the same place, twice in the same day. Mom, I'm sorry. Ronnie, that was the sign from God. The sign I was looking for. That was the sign you were looking for? Wait, wh what are you saying? I'm saying I decided to become a Christian. Jesus is my Messiah, Ronnie. He's my Lord. Mom, you did it. You did it. I did it. It was an odd sign, but it was the sign my mom needed. I suppose there is some truth to God working in mysterious ways. I quit working on Sunday so I could go to church. And remember when my dad offered to send me to Hebrew college to become a rabbi? Well, the Lord offered me something better. I went off to Bible college to pursue a degree in theology. I started preaching to juvenile delinquents, to prisoners in jail. I started witnessing at the local malls. And now I'm serving the Lord by reaching out to my people, the Jewish people, with the good news of Jesus Christ. And now, just like the story I heard on the radio in my beat-up Chevy that day, you're hearing my story on Unshackled. And I pray, just like it happened to me, God will use my story to catch your ear and your heart. Listening friend, you can experience the same life transformation that happened to our friend Ronnie. And here is the verse he remembered hearing on our program years ago, a verse that is true for you today. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you need help in making this crucial decision, we encourage you to get in touch with us here at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607, or call 1-888-NEED-HIM. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 
281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast, and don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled In Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. All right, the prize for this sweepstakes contest is another beautiful wooden scripture plaque. And it's John 1.29, which proclaims, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. That's wonderful, isn't it? Well, this plaque is gorgeous, especially if you're looking for daily inspiration from scripture. You will love this authentic and very unique wooden plaque. The plaque has been sawn from a tree branch. Sawn? Is that a word? Well, it is now. Or log, and cut into such a way to retain as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. And the bark around this one, well, it's gorgeous. This plaque has been handcrafted around the, the natural character and beauty of the wood that God created. Now, if you'd like a peek at this scripture plaque, just visit our podcast website, unshackledpodcast.org, and stop by the audio drama page for a picture. Unfortunately, we're only able to mail this plaque to locations within the United States, so our drawing is limited to U.S. addresses. But if you reside in the U.S., all you have to do to enter our sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org. And give us your name, phone number, and email. Your name, phone number, and email. The winner of the sweepstakes for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced June 27th. But the deadline for entry is June 11th. We look forward to hearing from you. And next time... Please, Johnny, you need to eat something. Two bottles of wine on an empty stomach. Don't you think you've had enough to drink? I decide that. Johnny, please. Stop nagging me and go home. Johnny Spence could have made the record books as a professional golfer, but he couldn't resist alcohol. It's been 20 days now, Mom, and he's still drinking. We have to do something before he dies of alcohol poisoning. The man in our story had been committed to a private hospital because of his alcoholism. How dare you leave me there? I'll never go back there. One phase of a deadly battle against an enemy that nearly killed him. Oh, God, save my son. Don't let him die without knowing you. Don't miss the tragic first part of this two-part story of professional golfer Johnny Spence. Another true dramatization from the classic files of Unshackled. Heard in the true story of Ronnie Levinson were Kurt Nabig, Charlie Babo, Gary Brichetto, Frenette Lebo, and Brian Plaharchik. Original music, Don Badorf. Sound effects, Demetrius Troy. Sound assistant, Martin Robinson. Recording engineer, David Pierczynski. Audio engineer, Michael Kahn. Script, John Fornoff. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs>